Hey, magic makers, I am in love. I just found Shore Lee Wines, and oh my God, I'm floored how absolutely delicious they are. So far, I've tasted the Sauvignon Blanc, I have tasted the rose, I've also tasted the bubbly rose, and they are absolutely delicious. I was interested in trying non alcoholic wines because there are just some days that, like, you just don't really want a drink, but you want the taste of wine without all of the extra calories or extra alcohol. And this is what Shirley does it tastes absolutely delicious. It is just what you need for a nice afternoon on the deck watching the sun set. If you've been trying wondering, are non-alcoholic wines, are they delicious? Do they are they worth my time? Surely is. It tastes just like the wine. And no, it's not fancy grape juice. They have found a way. I believe in magic. So they have found a way to remove the alcohol from actual wine. So you still get the wine taste, but without all of the alcohol. And so if this is something that you want to try, do me a favor. If you head over to the link in my bio, you can grab yourself 15% off your first purchase. Trust me, it is so good. I don't bring up products that I don't personally use. I am in their wine club and I've so far bought a case of this stuff and everyone that I've told about it, including you, are going to fall in love. So do me a favor, have a taste and then let me know what you think. And you get to save 15% by using the link in my bio. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. All right, Magic Makers, I hope you are having a fabulous day. So a few uh, probably about six months ago, I was contemplating, and as I as I do, and I was contemplating in my journal because you guys know journaling is my jam. And I was like, "What keeps women stuck? Why do women say they're stuck? And what are the behaviors that they consist- consistently do that cause them to stay in this? I'm going to say stuck place." So I did a, a podcast on that a few months ago, and I will I'll link it in the show notes. But the first, it, it, it came up with four reasons. The first one was resistance. Um, the, fir- the second one was rigidity. 
The third one was um, release. And the fourth one, which I can't think of off the top of my head, so I'm going to look it up right now. Um, respect. Yeah, that was it. Respect. I don't know why I struggle with that one, but the four reasons why people um, get stuck is that resistance, respect, release, and rigidity. And so today I wanted to talk about resistance. And what so what resistance is, is that even though I know something is not working, I still do it anyway. Even though I've been told I need to do something in a different way, I resist doing it. Even if it's something that is good for me, I resist doing it. And so I want to start this uh, this uh, show off with a quote. So Abraham Hicks, um, he writes, your life, will, your life will simply be as good as you allow it to be. So with resistance, I need to allow, I need to allow it to be different. And so what does resistance look like? Resistance looks like you are following a diet and it's not working, right? You're filing for a diet and you are always cheating on it. You're following a diet and you just, it's just freaking hard. Like all the foods on the diet, you're like, you don't like, or you're spending hours in the kitchen having to meal prep it. Or you go out to a restaurant, you're like, I don't know what the hell to do here. I don't know what to eat. Or you're not going to social events because you're just like, oh my God, they're going to serve food. I don't know what to do. And I, I'm saying this because I was that person. I had resistance, you know, uh, probably seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Even though I was eating as clean as I possibly could, I was working as hard as I could, I was still putting on 10 pounds a year. And no one could tell me different that it wasn't my diet. Like I was like, I can't eat any cleaner. And, but I was resistant to change. I was resistant that I needed to do something different. And I see it a lot when I first start working with clients. Many of my clients come to me, they are doing fabulous. And then I'm like, okay, we're doing fabulous, but something isn't working. If it were working, you would have the results you want. And that's a black and white, you know, for the most part, what I do is not black and white, but those kind of, that kind of question, if what you were doing was working, you wouldn't be you you wouldn't be stuck. You'd have the results you want. So we have to kind of like start to break up with ourselves and start to say, all right, let's really unpack what the heck is really going on. And the other piece was I have to be perfect, right? You you think that perfect action gives you perfect results? It doesn't. Imperfect action. That's what you want because imperfect action shows you where your blind spots are, shows you where your holes are, because it's the holes that we need to start filling in. It's the holes that are keeping us from getting our success. The last piece before we really dive into like the the three ways to bust through this resistance is struggle. We tell ourselves, if I I'm going to lose weight. It has to be hard. I must sacrifice, right? You know, you must like lay your body on some marble tablets, you know, like the vestal virgins of the Greeks. And no, it's like, let's just break up that, you know, my, one of my very first mentors said this to me and I will repeat it to the day I die. Easy is earned, right? We all want to wake up and it's like Amazon prime, Boom, my goals are here two days later, right? And you're hoping no one steals it off your porch. That's just not going to happen, right? So in order for me to bust through my resistance and for you to bust through your resistance is that I have to shift my behavior like, and understand that 
even though no one will ever look at the things you're doing, you know, you're eating chicken, broccoli, brown rice. Great. Fabulous. However, if it's not getting you what you want, you're going to the gym, you're crushing it. However, if I'm eating like a toddler, I ain't going to put on some muscle. If I am not sleeping, I am not going to lose my muffin top. I'm not going to lose that belly fat. Sorry, cold, hard fact. But sometimes I know I needed a punch in the face. And sometimes I got to share that punch in the face. So the first thing is there are three ways to bust through this resistance. Okay. The first one is decide, right? Decide that you're done. You're done chasing your tail. All right. That's, for, that's step one. Step two is that I have to work through the suck. It ain't going to be easy. I am going to feel uncomfortable. I am going to feel like there is sand in my nether regions, but I have to work through the suck. The last place is I have to create sustainability. You know, that's my whole jam. I have to create a sustainable plan that I am, that's realistic for me. I'm excited about, and I can do. It works for my, it works for my life. All right. So those are my three things. So let me, let me go back and break it down. So I make a decision and you know, one of my, my favorite expressions, make a decision and make it work. So instead of, you know, I see it all the time. Oh, I saw Sharon. She was at this party. She did keto. So I'm going to do keto. And then next thing you know, you know, you got all the fat and all the protein. And by Wednesday, you're like, if I choked out another fat bomb, I'm going to kill myself or someone around me right? Because it wasn't sustainable for you. So here's where we have to look at what is it that we're trying to trying to change when we're making our decision to change. And so we have to look at like, do you want, who do you want to do it for? Like, do you want to do it for you? Like, are you looking at yourself and being like, you know what? I need to make this change. Or is your doctor saying to you, Hey, you're two cheeseburgers away from a heart attack here. You know, my, my husband, I see it. I see it all the time for the last 20 plus years, every time about, uh, about a month before my, my husband has a doctor's appointment. He's like, well, I got to get in shape. And he's like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's cutting down on his alcohol. He's cutting down on this. He's, you know, being more consistent at the gym because he knows his doctor's going to be like, well, you know, if you lost the 10 pounds, all this magical stuff would happen for you. And I see it all the time. I see it from, I, I, I see that people are like I'm going on vacation and I got to lose the 10 pounds. And all of a sudden they're like coming to class regularly. And they're like, Kim, pull it on their body parts. How do I lose this? And how do I lose that? Right. But it's like, we have to start thinking about the why, like, why are we trying to make these decisions? And are you ready? Are you ready to make these, these changes? Like I said, you go to the party and so-and-so's on keto. Well, do you like fat and protein? Because if you don't like fat and protein, keto ain't for you. <laughs> you're going to last a minute before you're like, get me the hell out of here. You know, so we have to start really thinking about as I make the decision to change, what's the motivation behind it? What's the impetus? Because motivation isn't one of these things I can just like plug it in like my cell phone and be like, I'm not motivated today. Oh, let me plug into some motivation. You're the motivation, right? So I call motivation your why. Why do I want to do it? Because on for me, on those cold New England mornings and the alarm goes off at 5.30 and you're like, oh, hell no. You say to yourself, you know what? I chose this. You know what? This laying in this bed going to get me 
the results that I want? Is laying in this bed going to help me easily button my pants? Is laying in this bed going to help me lose my muffin top? And you bet your sweet bottom, I say to myself, no. And I drag my tush out of bed. All right. So here in the decision, I need to create this, the environment for me to be successful. I need to be accountable, right? Accountable for my actions because left to my own devices, I can talk my way out of anything, anything. It is my gift, especially when I talk to myself. And I'm sure that is your gift for you. So that's where you know, we have to start making, making these decisions about where it is that we want to be. The next place is like, how do we get through the suck, right? This is the hardest, other than making a decision, I think this is the part where it's like, we are so immediate gratification driven these days. You know, we see um, uh, TV, you know, we see TV and it's like, you know, back when I was growing up, if I missed a TV show on Monday night at 8 p.m., I had to wait for the rerun, right? I had to wait till like the summertime for it to rerun. Now, if I'm, I don't even know when the TV shows that I watch, I don't even know what time they come on. I don't even know what day they come on. I just know that if I want to pull up whatever show it is that I'm watching, I'm currently right now addicted to the old man. If you are not watching it, oh my God, that is such a mind mind trap. Don't watch it and try to go to bed. You got to watch it like six or six or seven o'clock at night or heck in the afternoon. So you have plenty of time to like process what you saw. Anyway, back to you. Um, so I need to, you know, so now with, we need to have this immediate gratification that, that that's where I was. I lost my train of thought, but now I'm back. We want this immediate gratification. If I miss a TV show on Monday, I know I can watch whenever the hell I want. Right. And so we don't, we don't know a lot about the, the, the fear of missing out, right? The, the FOMO of, of, of a lot of things is over. So, but we've also changed our expectations of how quickly we want things to happen. And so that has translated into fitness, you know, just because I can like right now pull up that TV show, watch it right now. I can pause it when I need to pause it, pick up where I left off, go to the bathroom, make a snack. We're used to that. I can go on my phone and scroll endlessly. We're used to getting instant satisfaction, but that doesn't happen in our body. You know, some of us, I'm like, all right, well, why don't you give me, you know, 90 days, 90 days, girl, I was thinking more like nine and I'm like, oh, you know, I am that realistic person. I don't want to set you up for failure because I know, sure, can I help you lose weight in nine days? You bet your sweet bottom. However, on day 10, Will you be able to repeat the nine days? And it's like, I'm all about sustainability, repeatability, so that you keep going, so that this becomes your life. So this next piece, endurance, it's really about how do I create a plan, right? And the plan has to be realistic for you. You have to look at what is going on in your life. And one of the the things I've been working with my clients a lot about is seasonality, right? And we all, just like, you know, uh, if I look out in the world, there are seasons, you know, spring, winter, fall, so forth. Our lives have seasons. You know, I have um, a, a client, her son is an elite basketball player. And so literally he's playing basketball six months out of the year. And he is in multiple tournaments and they're traveling here, there and everywhere. And there's certain parts of her life that like, she's like, 
I'm in the damn car more than I'm on my couch or in a gym. How do I balance this all out? And I was like, you know what? You, you know, this, I, you know, the beauty about it is like, she knows when the season starts. I don't know when the season starts, but let's just make up some dates here. So in a 12 month cycle, she knows that pretty much from October through May, she's going to be sitting in some bleachers. And so I'm like, that that's your winter. Like that's the that's when you are slowing down. That's when you're like, okay, you know, I know what his schedule is like between games and practices and driving here, there, and everywhere. What can you do? And let's get clear about that and start creating a plan around that versus trying to stick with your, your schedule year round and then get pissed that you can't sustain that. You know, same thing for you know, um, my mommy's out there. You know, we all know when school ends and we all know when school begins. And so it's like, you know, here in uh, New England, school ends end of June and we start back up beginning of September. That's it. So it's like for you, that's your winter. You're like, you know what? I know that I won't be going to that 9 a.m. spin class as regularly as I did when you know, little, little Jimmy and Johnny were in school. So I have to make that adjustment for the two and a half months that they're home, you know, or figure out what do I do with them so I can make the class. So it's us figuring out what our seasons are, creating our plan and being okay that, you know, sometimes we have to ebb and flow, right? In my meet, uh, my metabolic recharge program, I talk a lot about how do we build a plan for the season that we're in. And as we are setting our goals for ourselves, we need to be realistic and specific. You know, a lot of people are like, ah, I just need to lose this weight. Okay, well, how much much weight do you think you need to lose? Or would you rather lose fat and get tighter, right? Because so many of us confuse weight loss with wanting to get smaller, get tighter. And in order to get smaller and get tighter, it's a different approach, right? Are you going to be, you know, if I'm judging it by the scale and I step on the scale and the scale doesn't reflect the number that I have in my head. However, if I go in my closet and I can put on my skinny jeans, is that success? And so I say that because, you know, from time to time, I see, I see this image pop up on the socials and it's like three or four women all weighing the same amount and they look very different. You know, someone who's taller, shorter, more curvy, and they all weigh the same, but they all look very different. And so I always ask the client, is it, you know, are we chasing that number on a scale, which is literally only our, our measurements to gravity, or are we changing, are we chasing a body composition goal. And for most part, people are chasing a body composition goal. And I've used this example, um, I've used this example multiple times. Um, So when I first started out in the business, I was at a conference and this woman described it to a T and I'm like, I'm so grateful that I met you like in the beginning of my journey. So she described, what would you rather look like a beach ball or a baseball? And so imagine a baseball, a beach ball, right? This big beach ball. And if I and I if I filled it up with sand or whatever to make it as heavy as a baseball, 
if you chose which one you would rather be, many of you would choose the baseball, right? You want to be this tight, firm machine, firm thing versus this big, fluffy, quick, fluffy thing. So, and this is before, so before you come after me, this is me not body shaming anything. I am just saying, I'm just saying personal preference. Some of you might say, I want to be a beach ball. Rock on with your bad self. All right. So in order for, so that uh, the point I'm making here is the scale doesn't mean bupkis. The scale is just your measurement to gravity. So we really have to, as we're coming through the suck, I need to be really clear about what it is that I'm looking at so that when I have those sucky days, because raise your hand, you're going to have those lucky days. Maybe it's a couple days, maybe it's a week. But as I go through the suck, I have to be like, this is what I want. This is what I want, right? It's kind of like if I was going on a trip and have you ever had a trip that like everything goes wrong, you know, between a flight canceled or delayed or, you know, your bags don't show up, you know, just, you know, stuff happens. I need to say, okay, if this thing, I'm still excited to go to Jamaica or wherever the heck you're trying to go to. So I have to be realistic and I have to be specific about what it is I am trying to achieve. I also have to be realistic. Stuff is going to happen. You know, so many times, you know, when I was uh, doing in-person personal training, I would sit across from someone and I would be like, okay, so how many days a week do you think um, you could work out? And they would be like, oh, six days, easy. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. I'm like, so um, do you have any kids? Oh yeah, I have two. Okay, um, do you not work? Oh yes, I have a f- more than full-time job. Do you travel at all for that job? Oh yeah, easily a couple of times a month and you know, so on and so forth. And I was like, so do you think any of that stuff would get in the way? And they would be like, oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. So it's like, we don't, ans- we don't look at our obstacles and I'm not saying put your, look at your obstacles as a, as a, a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. Look at your obstacles as more of a, okay, if this happens, what am I going to do? Right. I was a meeting planner and if I didn't come up with and stuff happened all the time. And if I didn't have a plan B, I was sunk. Right. You know, I went to an event and none of my products showed up, none of it. And it was a sales meeting. Nothing showed up. I'm literally like, you know, dialing for dollars at this point. And I'm like, at the whole time, I was like, don't cry, don't cry, <laughs> don't cry. I'm like, you know, sound desperate, but don't cry. And so it all, you know, eventually worked its way out. But I had to have a plan B. And my plan B was like, you know, I was grateful that I had all these people in my cell phone that I could be like the guy who was the head guy at the warehouse. I was like, Nelson, um, I'm kind of screwed here. I'm like, there's nothing here. I'm like, I needed a major track and a major ship like ASAP. So I had to had to have a plan B of like, okay, like that was like the worst scenario ever. But a plan B, I oversleep. Okay, I work out Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. What if I oversleep on Tuesday? Okay, it happens. Okay, if I oversleep on Tuesday, then I'm going to work out on Friday, right? So it's like, I already anticipate this is what's going to, if this happens, then this happens. It's not inviting you to overthink. It is just more like, okay, if this happens, then this is what I'm going to do. If I go out for a restaurant, this is what I'm going to do. So I don't view a restaurant as like, I'm going to go to tell the chef exactly how to cook his meal. 
I used to do that. Sorry to any restaurant that I went to that I offended. This is what I'm going to do. I have, you know, I'm over 40. I don't have a lot of spontaneous things going on in my life. If you do, awesome sauce. But I'm also like, I'm not a spontaneous person. I like to just know what I'm getting into. Um, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to the Red Sox game on Sunday. Okay, so that might typically that's a workout day. So I'm like, okay, since I'm going to the Red Sox game on Sunday, that means that that following week, I'm going to add in another day of workout because I'm not going to get in a workout on Sunday. Then um, I'm going to I'm going to go there. I'm going to have a treat meal, right? Who doesn't love a big pretzel the size of your head and a beer? Yeah. That's what I'm going to have at the Red Sox game. So I'm planning for that. I'm anticipating and I'm budgeting in to my week, right? So that I now I don't plan to go there and be like, and I have done this. I'm going to bring my chicken in my pocket and eat it out of a Ziploc bag. Yeah, that's fun, Kim. Right. Coming, coming right at you, right? So I want to anticipate the obstacles so that I can clearly think of, think ahead of like, okay, how do I make the most out of the situation? How do I make this most of the situation and it not be about my food or my body or my workouts, all right? And then find incentives, you know, like this is like, you know, it's like, okay, um, you could be like, if I do all this stuff, I'm going to buy a new pair of shoes. If I do all this stuff or, you know, I'm going to buy a new pair of shoes or, you know, it used to be, um, I used to download songs. I'd be like, all right, if I buy, you know, if I make this, I'm going to download a song. If I do that, you know, maybe it's a pedicure. Maybe it's like, if I do that, I'm going to like, you know, sit on my couch all afternoon and watch Hallmark Christmas movies, whatever. But give yourself incentives that you're like, you know, dangle a carrot, whatever it's going to make you or ask your sweetie, like, hey, can we go out to a nice dinner if I do whatever it is that I'm going to do, right? So we want to start really thinking about as we make this plan, it's like, be, be specific. It's like, if you say I'm going to work, well, I'm going to work out three times this week. Great. Awesome. What days, what time, right? I want you to like, literally like put it in your phone. Like this is what, this is when I'm going to work out. It's like 6:45 AM. My alarm goes off every morning and I get up at seven and I I'm out working out other days. It's five 30. I'm up and out working out. It's so I want to know what it is, how frequently I'm doing, what is the specific time? Because so many times people are like, oh, I'm going to work out on Tuesday. And then I'm like, okay, you were going to work out on Tuesday. What happened? Oh, gosh, the day got away from me. No, you didn't plan it. <laughs> like the day does what the day does. You didn't make a plan for your time in that day. All right. And then we need to just, and what are you going to do? Right. I see, I, when I used to work on the gym floor, I would see so many people just like wander in, like, this is what's happening. I, oh, am I at the gym today? No, go in and be like, this is what I'm doing. Have a plan. In my Fit Girl Magic Society, you got three workouts every single month and you have some conditioning exercises that can be done anywhere on the planet. So that if you're like, oh, I'm going up to the cabin, the lake, vacation in my hotel room. Ah, those are the exercises I'm going to do versus if the the hotel has a crap gym or I got to take an Uber 40 minutes to get to a decent gym, right? We need to know specifically what it is that we're doing because this way we can adapt our behaviors as we are going and we start to get ourselves into a rhythm, into a pattern so that we land at sustainability. Sustainability is what what we want, right? We want to create these, you know, what I call fit girl magic, right? This is the premise of this podcast. 
I want to create amazing habits that lead to routines. Those routines lead to consistency. And that consistency is what gives you your results. So it has to be sustainable. It has to be something I can see myself doing for the next three months, three years, 30 years. And if I can't see myself doing doing that, then I have to ask myself, why the heck am I, am I picking this path? Right? So we want to be able to repeat those behaviors. Like I am a morning exerciser. I have been a morning exerciser for over 20 years. It is what I do. I know that I. it's easier for me to get up and work out in the morning because I know left to my devices, I will come up with a reason why I won't work out in the evening. When I was competing, I would do um, cardio at night. And the reason why I was able to do cardio at night was because I, I worked 40 minutes from my house. And if I did, if I did 30 minutes of cardio, I let traffic pass me by. And I also hated my job. So it forced me to leave on time. I was like, I hate my job, but if I go to do cardio <laughs> and then I, be, I fight traffic and then I won't be sitting in my car pissed about why I hate my job so much. Um, so think, think, think about those types of things. We want to have, we want to create an environment that we like, you know, it's like, if I don't like going to, you know, I, I've talked about this at my first job in um, the fitness industry was there was a six week boot camp that you had to come through Monday to Friday. If I hate waking up in the morning, I was committed to go five days a week for six weeks. Does that sound like something I can make a commitment to? If it doesn't, it's not sustainable for you. What are you going to do after those six weeks? Because I always saw people by like the third weekend, boop, fall off. And I'm like, I I get it. I understand why you fall off. Um, And then I have to be able to, a way to just monitor myself, just to say, how is my progress going, right? Do the check-in. Because so many times when I ask people like, well, how do you feel? And they, you know, they make it look like I said, do you want to go to Afghanistan with me? I'm like, how do you feel? Like when you work out, does it feel like you can do this, right? Does it feel challenging, but doable? Or are you always like at suck factor five, right? What, how does it feel for you? Because this is how we're going to start to build our identity. Because if I start to identify myself as a healthy person, a person who works out, guess what? I'm going to be that person who wants to continue to do it. That's got me. I, my, my identity is going to be a person who is healthy. Right. Versus a person who's like, you know, the, the stories we tell ourselves, I, you know, I could tell myself, you know what, I tried, but mm, it's not for me. Right. I rather pick things I can be, I can accomplish, you know, smaller is better. Smaller does not mean that you're less of a badass. Small just means like, you know what, I'm only biting off what I can chew. Um, as they say, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. And ask yourself, like, as we are, you know, as you're kind of starting to get into the sustainability piece, what are you willing to, to get, give to get, right? You have to give to get, you know? So I, I have a client who she's a night owl and she's like, that's, she's like, that's who I am. And again, you know, we're working on, you know, let's stop putting these like hard pillars. Sure. You'd like to stay up in the evening. That's great. But she's like, I know that if I worked out in the morning, you know, work wouldn't get in the way. And then I wouldn't have to feel like I would have to make dinner for my family, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, why don't we just start by setting a bedtime? So I was like, you know, how do you go to bed? And she's like, well, I lay on the couch and, you know, basically Netflixing and chilling until I pass out, you know, two, three in the morning. And then she's like, well, then when I try to get up at seven, it just doesn't really happen. And I was like, okay, I, I, I get that. So it's like, instead of, you know, let's set a bedtime of like 2 a.m. So instead of just letting 
the night get away from you, why don't you just, you know, set your alarm, your phone at 2 a.m. And that way, if you're still up, you're like, you know what, it's time to go to bed. Because let's be honest, at 2 a.m., are you up curing cancer? No. (laughs) Finding world peace? No. So 2 a.m., just set your alarm and just take yourself to bed. And then, you know, we could do that for a week. And then we set our alarm for 145 to tell yourself to go to bed. And then by the time we get to midnight, let's start setting our alarm for 7 a.m. And even if it's just for 15 minutes, you get up and you do some some push-ups, you do some sit-ups, you do some squats. That's going to start to slowly transition us into morning work. And so it's been, you know, it's been a slow process. And I was like, and I, I said, I told them, it's going to be a process. It is not going to be this, like, you know, even though I've mapped it out like that, that'd be fabulous if it works out that way. It's not going to be that way for you. And so, you know, you aren't used to getting up in the morning. You know, she would usually roll out of bed around eight or nine and then go start her day. She works from home, but it's like, it's been a process and, you know, she's had some, you know, ups and downs, which we shouldn't anticipate, remember, obstacles happen. But overall, she's like, she's trying to build these habits to create the identity that she is, you know, someone who has a bedtime. You know, she's like, I'm 50 something years old and I have a bedtime. Yes, you have a bedtime, just like a nine-year-old. But she's also trying to create the identity of someone who works out consistently, someone who works out in the morning. Right? So it's like, we have to start to think about why we want to do these things, right? Why do I want to do it? How do I get through the sucky part, right? What are the what what are the things that are going to come up that are going to suck for me, so that when the resistance, because our minds are so powerful, right? It's so powerful, and even something simple like reading five pages, I've been resisting that. Like I'm reading a book that I like. I'm like, and I don't like. I always like find a way to skip over it, and I'm like, the last probably three weeks, I've been like. I've been telling myself, embrace the suck, embrace the suck, embrace the suck. So here's where, you know, as I wrap this up, I'm challenging you to embrace the suck. You know, if you find something that you are being resistant on, just decide that, you know what, it's it, you're ready. It's time to make a change. Come up with a plan so we can, you can get yourself through the suck and start creating the habits that build you in. So for now, for me reading the book, I leave it on my kitchen table and I read my five pages while I'm drinking a cup of coffee because you know me, I got to have my coffee. Coffee is my jam. So that's how I've been able to start incorporating more of that reading into my life. All right, magic makers, let me know how this is landing with you. If this sounds like, you know, something you need to lean into, Absolutely. I would love to hear like, what have you been resisting and where do you feel stuck? All right. Have a fabulous day. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.